The following program is brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novos Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovosOrdoWatch.org. That's NovosOrdoWatch.org. Greetings and welcome to Clerical Conversations on the Restoration Radio Network. Uh, I'm your host, Nicholas Wansputter, and uh, as always, I have the great pleasure of being joined by His Lordship Bishop Daniel Dolan, pastor of St. Gertrude the Great Church in Westchester, Ohio, and uh, Father Anthony Chicata, assistant pastor at the same church. So, my Lord and Father, uh, it's good to be on the air with you again, and welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Nicholas. Now, uh, today's show uh, on clerical conversations, we're going to, we, we've touched on this uh, maybe in a more peripheral way in past episodes. Last month we were talking about the Je suis Charlie uh, phenomenon, if you can call it that, in, in France. And so we've touched on Islam a bit, but uh, we'd like to go into it in a bit more depth today and uh, talk about the definition, what it is, its nature, history, and uh, uh, and talk then about some uh, current events and uh, some cultural connections with that. So, uh, but before we go into that, uh, my Lord, uh, could you please lead us in a prayer? I would be very happy to. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus, true God and true man, Redeemer of the whole world, deign, we beg of thee, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, to look with mercy upon the peoples who for so many centuries have been living under the yoke of Mohammedanism. Forgive them whatever they have done out of contempt for thy most holy name and for the Christian faith to injure the people of thy choice. With the splendor of thy brightness, dispel the darkness in which they find themselves enshrouded, and in the font of regeneration, lay bare to them the riches of thy heart, so that in the confession of the true faith they may adore and glorify thee, the eternal word made man for our salvation, together with the Father and the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 And that, uh, I'm, I'll note, is the, is the indulgence prayer from the Recolta, 300 days indulgence for the conversion of the Mohammedans. Well, that's a perfect way to start, my Lord. Thank you. Um, so uh, that then, I, I guess the best place to start is uh, with a definition of what is it that we're talking about here when we say that we're doing a show on Islam. Well, um, what we're talking about is surrender, and isn't that significant? Uh, what what an etymology it means submission. Uh, I, I, I looked briefly at one of their propaganda pieces on the public ra- public television the other night, and they uh, they, they sort of the French say tout court very shortly and to the point. They define their religion as surrender, and isn't that the truth? That's what they want. A more um, I hope that we can get a little bit into ISIS and the history of of this this growing movement in the uh, in the Middle East. And uh, the fact that uh, despite what Obama and the rest of them and the Novus Ordo assure us, ISIS is a religious movement. It is truly Muslim or Mohammedan. And um, they want our surrender uh, most of all. But, but regardless of, um, of, of what particular form of this religion it takes, that's, that's the nature of it. It, 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 it truly, means, truly means surrender. Now, they would say surrender or submission to God or to, to their version of God. So what is Islam, then? What is this, this religion of, of surrender? It was started by Muhammad, who was born in Arabia in 570 A.D. Um, he was a pagan, and... Um, 
Hilaire Belloc wrote a very interesting book, which I would certainly recommend to our listeners, entitled The Great Heresies. And while I don't agree with everything that he wrote there, or, or really everything that Hilaire Belloc stood for, nevertheless, it's a fascinating read and provides a, a very um, interesting perspective. According to, to Belloc, Islam is not uh, sort of a new or a different or a pagan religion. It is essentially a heresy. And so... Um, that works for me. It's, in, in other words, it's a it's a, der, a deviation from Christianity, uh, which denies some of the doctrine and the practice of the faith, but keeps some of the other ones. That's one way I think that we could that we could look at it. And then another way would be to look at it as um, the original ecumenical movement, uh, an artificial construct. Uh, but truly ecumenical, taking something from the Jews, something from the Talmud, uh, because they're already Talmudic by then, and something from the the pagan uh, Arabians, uh, which was the background of Mohammed, and then something from Christianity, and something from some of the other Christian heresies, such as Arianism. Of course, if you talk about ecumenism, if you end up uh, crucifying or sawing off people's heads, that's not a, exactly a good form of interreligious dialogue, I don't think. <laughs> you really wouldn't expect that, you know. But to ecumenism and ISIS or Islam in the same, the same mouth. But, but that's what it is. Uh, that's interesting already, that already in the, the 6th century, 7th century, you have ecumenism in effect. And then you also have, it's sort of a proto, it's been, some authors have said it's sort of a proto-Protestant movement, too, isn't it? Because the, the genius of it is to simplify, as the Protestants wanted to simplify, to um, get rid of the mystery and the priesthood, priestcraft, they would say, ceremonies and, uh, and, and rituals, and um, then unify everybody together under the civil, making the, 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 the civil arm and the, and, the, and the religious one, in effect, and unify everybody uh, under the sword. And then if they won't be united under the sword, well, then they will lose their head. And um, uh, the, the religion will grow then and be imposed in that fashion. Well, when you speak of simplification, uh, does the Mohammedan uh, or Islam, does it even have a liturgy at all? Or is it just uh, they, the they, daily um, prayers? They have. They do have a liturgy. That's 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 an interesting question. They they they, they do. They um, have. Uh, uh, in fact, one author refers to a Quranic liturgy. That is to say, the um, the the prayers that they say five times a day, which obviously they 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 know by heart. They have a prayer and a ritual. It's very very simple, and uh, it's uh, the idea of the su- uh, submission then to their God. They kneel facing Mecca. They have to wash beforehand. If they don't wash before and the prayers are invalid, which is interesting to me, um, they have um, uh, they have a, 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 a in effect a church called a mosque. They have no religious images at all. They're forbidden. <clears throat> a strict form of Islam forbids any any depiction at all of a human figure. Although the one one version of Islam, the the, the Shia, they don't follow that, but uh, but but the others do. They have a religious leader of sorts called an imam, and they have sermons. They have prayers on Sunday and on, excuse me, Friday is is their Sunday, and they have prayers together. Uh, and uh, they have they have a, they have a sermon. But everything is. I want to really stress that everything is very very simple, learned by heart very easily. For example, their form of baptism or profession of faith, or converting, is simply to, to make their little declaration that there's no God but Allah, and, that, and, that, and, that, and then they would say that Muhammad is his prophet or his messenger. And that's all there is to it. So you see, everything is short and to the point. The other, um, the other uh, practices which they have, uh, in addition to this creed, this, this short one-sentence one, one creed, and the prayer with washing five times a day, is that of um, they have a Lent, and the Lent was obviously taken from the the, the Catholic Lent of the sixth century, but simplified, and then made extremely carnal because everything about false religions, uh, especially the, the the great uh, the great worldwide um, 
I'm going to call them almost worldwide uh, occult religions, Nicholas. I think the the Talmudic uh, Babylonian form of Judaism that that exists today, and Islam too. There's a lot of the occult in it, but so it's carnal. So you're fasting during the day. You're not allowed even to to, to take a drop of water. It's a total fast, total natural fast. But as soon as uh, the sun sets. Why then, it's party time, and you can stay up all night long eating and drinking whatever you want to. Of course, they are forbidden to drink alcohol, we should say that. Um, so it's, so it's a very, everything is a very carnal affair. You're, you're the, the fourth uh, obligation is to make a pilgrimage once in your lifetime, if, if possible, to Mecca. And um, then alms deeds are also required, but you only, you only are to give alms to your fellow Mohammedans. You're, you're supposed to take care of your, your fellow believers. Um, on, on the point of view of theology, as I say, they, they do keep a, a concept of God, the unity of God. They deny the Blessed Trinity, but their God is not a personal God. He's not a redeemer. Um, he, is a, he is an autocratic and a very distant God who is capable of contradicting himself, and indeed, they would say, capable of even commanding sin. And then you would have to, you'd have to commit the sin if he commanded it. Um, they believe in angels. They have some some of our angels and some of their own angels. They believe in devils, and that's part of this the development of the occult, I believe. Uh, they have a concept of sin and a forgiveness for sin, uh, the immortality of the soul, absolutely, salvation, uh, the concept very much of excommunication, as we shall see today, and apostasy. But everything is 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 just very very simplified, um, and that's. Um, uh, that that's part of the part of the attraction, I suppose. But uh, you'll note that you, with as you say, it's ahead. very carnal too. Because when you mentioned that they have an afterlife, compared to uh, Christian theology on afterlife, theirs is very carnal. Because it's all talking about you know, if, if you die under certain circumstances, you'll have X number. I think it's forty virgins to uh, as your reward in in their heaven. Oh, oh yes, and it gets even filth. It's actually filthy. It's filthier than that. I thought I wouldn't say on the radio. I was just quickly reviewing it today. You know, with your own mansion and all these women to wait on you, and all these virgins and all these pleasures, and oh yes, that's 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 very much, and that's tied in with this idea that I think. Uh, that it's um, it's an external religion. All all of these false religions, you know, Jehovah's Witness or or or, or Mormons or um, um, so many of the false religions and the Mo- Muslims to the Mohammedans, uh, it's 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 a purely external affair. There isn't any idea of personal mortification, personal sanctification, personal growth and holiness. Uh, some of the sects, the Sufi in particular, uh, do do have a mystical strain. To them, but standard Mohammedan religion, because it is of the devil, it's not of God, is an, is a is a parody of religion, full of paradoxes, and um, is uh, has nothing of has nothing of sanctity about it, not at all. Mm-hmm. If I could ask one question before uh, you move on, uh, I'm a bit perplexed by uh, you mentioned Hilaire uh, Belloc and calling. It, it a heresy. I mean, the uh, Mohammedan God, uh, Allah, is so different from the real God. Um, uh, I just wonder how how can it even still be considered uh, even a, a, a heresy and not just a completely pagan religion? When, as you say, the, this being that they purport to worship is totally uh, impersonal. Um, the, there's so it's totally a different concept uh, from God. And, He's totally, uh, yes, you're right. In the, in the Middle Ages, they all, they frequently referred to the Mohammedans as uh, pagans or infidels. Yes. The, um, the, uh, that, that, and that, and, and the fact that Mohammed was never baptized, he was never a Christian to start with, those would be two arguments against the, his, his theory. I can see what he's saying. But, um, to say then that then we could touch upon briefly the, the idea that the foolish idea that we worship the same God. Well, we don't worship the same God, as you pointed out. While he kept, Mohammed did keep, and Belloc stresses this, some of the um, some of the ideas 
some of some of the truths, shall we say, some of the theological truths about Almighty God that that He is indeed Almighty and that He is all merciful and that He is all just and so forth, and that and that uh, He is eternal and uh, created the soul and the soul is immortal. Nevertheless, the differences, as you point out, are so many that one one would be hard put to say that we worship the same God, and as a matter of fact, no, I think we have to be clear about that. We don't worship the same God. So then you're, I think, the, uh, the, uh, the other idea of an artificial construct, truly an early and rather non-Pacific form of ecumenism, that would be maybe, would you agree that that's maybe a little bit closer to home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we could, we could almost now touch a little bit upon... Um, you might say the hidden teaching of, of, of the Koran that's not generally spoken about um, as to how, how is Islam spread. And what about this group that claims to be Mohammedan, uh, that's ISIS, uh, in the, uh, which has re- reconstructed itself and wants to reconstruct the so-called caliphate in the, uh, the Middle East. ISIS, by the way, stands for Islamic State of Iraq and Al-Sham. Um, Islam always is spread by, it's not a peaceful religion. It's peaceful at a certain stage. Well, sure, it's peaceful when you're in the minority. So it's peaceful, uh, but even then, sometimes their followers get a little carried away um, in the West. But uh, it always starts with, the, the idea of Islam starts with peaceful persuasion that you should, you should submit, that you should recite their, their little, little uh, salvation phrase in effect and, and, get, and, and, and become a, a Mohammedan. So it starts with peaceful persuasion because that's, that's what Mohammed did and that's the only way you can start. And then uh, the idea of violence is uh, introduced, violence by um, self-defense, uh, first of all, discreetly, moderate, we, we have a right to protect ourselves, that sort of thing. Um, and you see that in the history of Mohammed and um, uh, his, um, his armed bands at, at the very start. Then you go slowly, stage three, from the defensive to the offensive. That, that is to say, we will not only defend ourselves, but we will be aggressive maybe to promote our religion and promote our rights the way we things we think things should be done now the um uh, idea of a holy war or jihad is introduced and then the fourth and final stage is that of um mohammedans taking the initiative using jihad aggressively to spread without any limitation at all their religion throughout the whole world so much so and isis points this out that to, in order to be a, a valid caliph um, the spiritual and military uh, leader, the total leader, in effect, priest and king, as it were, priest, king, and prophet for the Mohammedan, uh, for the Mohammedans, you have to commit yourself to constant warfare. You must always be spreading Mohammedanism, and you spread it not by persuasion, not by preaching or prayer or penance. You you spread it by the sword. You spread it by violence. So those are the four stages. And it's, it's not as if uh, these um, are dere- these these notions, as Bishop Dolan has been talking about, are sort of uh, derived from an observation of Islam. But uh, you you find the you find this program laid out in uh, the Koran, uh, you know, very very clearly these these four different stages. And you're about to look at the history of the expansion of Islam to see that's exactly how it works. It, it goes from the uh, persuasion to d- defensive to offensive to uh, this, this uh, idea of uh, expanding throughout the world uh, via the sword. So the uh, notion that our politicians try to feed us, that Islam is, is uh, a, a, essentially a religion of peace, is uh, uh, simply propaganda, or are phrases uttered by idiots. They uh, don't know what they're talking about because this this uh, uh, is indeed part of the uh, nature of the theology of the religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it so goes when, back to the uh, very earliest uh, history. I mean, that's how Muhammad really got his foothold in Arabia. He started out in, um, I guess it was Mecca. He started out in, but 
to spread from there. He spread oh, by yeah. the sword to conquer the rest of the Arabs because they weren't all buying into his program. Someone pointed out, you know, that um, um, uh, Obama, who uh, insists that Islam is a religion of peace, as did Bush, let's be fair to Democrats and Republicans in the United States, um, that Obama is the son of a Mohammedan. So therefore, technically, by the Koran, he's an apostate. And he would be, therefore, he would be, therefore, subject to, let's see here, I think it's crucifixion, but possibly just to having something chopped off. So the, the Koran also teaches this, when they, not right away, but when they get into the position of power, and they can impose their law, law called Sharia, then um, slavery is to be used for those peoples who are pagan and are now conquered by, by the Mohammedans. And crucifixion is the punishment to the, anyone who opposes Islam. It's also the punishment for apostasy. And then there's a whole sort of a garden variety of, of crimes that merit uh, getting either a head or a foot chopped off or maybe your hands. And then there's a certain kind of a punishment where your right hand and your left foot, for example, would go. And that's all in the Koran. The curious thing is, one doesn't, and I'm not suggesting to the ISIS people by any means, but one hasn't heard anything so far about crucifixion. But it seems that crucifixion is really the thing, more than that sore, slow sort of a choppy uh, a sawing off of heads that you see them do against, uh, against those poor Coptic Christians, for example. That it's, it's really meant to be crucifixion. I, um, I also read that... Uh, while we are uh, properly appalled by what the news media gives us of the crucifixion, or excuse me, the, the execution of, of Westerners and maybe Christians at their hands, that actually they kill far more of their own in the caliphate today, this ISIS movement, than they kill of non-Muslims. That the, the number of because their ideas kill people is, is to purify by death. It's sort of that Stalin's communist or Lenin's idea, you know, get rid of the man, get rid of the problem. They really believe in, in, in that in purification by execution, and, and they, they, they approach it with a, with a zest and a, a vigor and an interest that's uh, most intimidating and disgusting. Right. Well, and they have uh, very, uh, you know, their laws are just bizarre in some ways that, that would lead to even more deaths, like that... If a woman is a victim of a crime at the hands of a man, she's executed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, Obviously, the, the 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 state of women is uh, is is not too elevated in Mohammedan lands. I read also, curiously enough, and this would go back to the idea of no personal sanctity, that a prayer is a religion in, uh, as a duty of religion for a man, but not for a woman, and that there are women actually very rarely, if ever, pray. It's something that men do. Isn't that interesting? So what a what 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 a different and, and, and say it again. What a disgusting world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Women are not even um, really not not considered almost full humans under the religion. Even even though curiously enough, the the Koran uh, does keep a certain uh, uh, veneration for. Our Blessed Lady, and some authors say that there are certain indirect references or hints to the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception, and that um, for them, the, 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 the highest woman in, in, in history is indeed uh, the Lady Miriam, as they call her, Our, our Lady, that, that they honor, and for, and for that matter, they honor our Lord. He is, after Mohammed, the greatest of their prophets, and they would be, and they are, very, very opposed to some of the typical Jewish or Western blasphemies against Christ in art or cinema, something like that. They, they would mm-hmm. oppose these things, except, of course, they deny, they have the Aryan teaching, they deny that our Lord is God. And um, they also, uh, they have the Gnostic teaching, they deny the reality or even the occurrence of the crucifixion. Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Y- yes, because that, that wouldn't have fit in. De- how do they deny it? They they say that it was just a, like an optical illusion, or a... oh, that he rode off, he he, or rode like, as with Muhammad that he rode up to heaven and it was somebody else who was crucified, or um, that his spirit departed, something like that. That would be, that would actually be worth researching. But uh, you know that that horse to heaven trick that uh, if it worked once from Jerusalem for Muhammad, maybe they try to make it work for our Lord too. Mm. 
It, it seems to me that uh, Muslims are, well, and frankly, aided and abetted by Western media. They're, they're oh, good yes. at um, kind of hiding what the religion is really about. Maybe well, they're either at some level they realize people would be horrified. <laughs> well, they're yeah. either hiding it or they're clueless. Uh, that in the sense that they um, have the the secular worldview that um, the uh, that what is going on in the Muslim world is basically a byproduct of social conditions of 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 poverty and of corrupt governments and maybe of bad political alliances that the US has has made with uh, Arab governments over the um uh, over the the course let's say of a century and that uh, uh, that it's the, that there's this this social explanation uh that there really isn't there's there's a social explanation with uh which is um backed up by uh, these these uh poor people uh who are benighted socially uh, and they put sort of a religious construct on uh, what they are doing uh, in order to achieve some sort of a, uh, a social or economic revolution. So they're, they're, they're coming at it from the point of view of um, uh, a godless being godless people themselves and secular liberals uh, are... Uh, are missing actually what is the main point, which is a, a religious motivation in the case of ISIS. I think you can never underestimate the ignorance of the media, the press today. Uh, these are, as you say, they're people that they, they, who have, have no idea about religion. They have no idea of history. They're not educated people to start with. Um, but I think the social construct, Father, uh, would explain to a large measure the revival of Mohammedanism in our day. Um, it's uh, it's the West, it's America in particular, which uh, England to a certain degree, if you go back into the 20th century, uh, which uh, awakened the sleeping tiger, and uh, now now the tiger is pawing and pouncing at us, uh, and particularly the the uh, all, all of the American wars since 9/11, the American occupations before 9/11. Uh, those are all. I think that, that all, all those social factors, the humiliation of, of that the Mohammedans would have felt at the hands of the West, they're just um, they're understandable and just uh, disgust at the imposition of Western immorality by means of music, dress, and uh, entertainment. Uh, all all of these are are are, are factors uh, that uh, that that sort of poked the lion in his cage and egged him on. I think, but sure, uh, they, now they, they figure. Well, what's uh, they ask? Uh, why are we in such a mess? Uh, why has this? Uh, does everything seem to have gone wrong? And uh, let's look for the solution. And the solution yeah. that we find for it is an uh, Islam, because we ended up, uh, uh, in effect, falling asleep at the switch. Uh, being taken over and being humiliated because we weren't faithful to the real version of Islam. So now let's go and restore that. So it, that's, it, 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 tremendous that's how they draw, back right. into yeah. Right, mm-hmm. very, very popular. It, uh, those, those high ideals appeal to, appeal to young people, especially when confronted with the humiliation of, of trying to survive in the West, all of the, the immense and understandable prejudice against them. In the in the Western world, um, and the, the high ideals do appeal to our youth. There is an important cultural consideration for us to keep in mind. You can never over challenge young people. You under challenge them, and you underestimate them, and then they then they all go to something wicked or bad or crazy. Mm-hmm. In this case, but this drove them to the book, what they call the book, their book, uh, the, the 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 Quran. And so the, the 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 greatest of the extremists is ISIS people, not Al Qaeda necessarily. But the, 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 the greatest of them, the ISIS people, they are the ones who are the literal believers in the Koran. They've studied it, they know it inside and out, and they are now attempting to, to live it or, and to make other people die by it in the imposition of their so-called caliphate. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we get into a little bit more detail on uh, ISIS, uh, one thing that occurred to me as we are discussing about the resurgence of Islam, it seems to me that the, uh, that resurgence is is aided on on our shores by the uh, appalling state that the Catholic Church is in. 
so that uh, people, Muslims living here who are uh, justly uh, disgusted by what a lot of what they see in Western culture, they, there's no other alternative. And a lot of times it seems like Islam is uh, almost portrayed as, uh, and maybe not entirely wrongly so, as kind of the last bulwark against uh, all the horrible excesses that, uh, in uh, what we would call Western society. And then you yes, I, see... I've, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I've met, uh, and I've met Nicholas, uh, I've known, actually, apostate Catholics who left the faith uh, to become Mohammedans for that reason, and some of them also went to some extreme form of evangelical Protestant, Protestant fundamentalism, shall we say, for that same reason. They're looking for something, and that's why, of course, so many Catholics went to the charismatic or Pentecostal movement. They're looking for something which will, as, as they would say today, challenge them. They're looking for high ideals. They're looking for ultimate answers and explanations. They, they want to believe and then to live their, then to live their faith. That's what they. That's what they want. And the the wishy washy vanilla Novus Ordo, everything is fine. You're okay. I'm okay. Religion uh, leaves them empty and even uh, leaves them hungry and disgusted. Even I think. Uh, so uh, this I think is an important consideration. Mm-hmm. And it's shocking to even see. Uh, I, I don't think so much here. I, at least I haven't seen it. But I've certainly heard that in Europe there's a. a bit of a trend of young women converting to Islam, which, I mean, if they actually knew what they're getting themselves into, I, it's astonishing that they would uh, they would do that. But I suppose when I was talking about Muslims hiding what they're really all about, I suppose Islam isn't immune to the, uh, the reality that even Catholics experience. It. Most of them are probably, probably ignorant of a lot of the things we're talking about. Of some of these beliefs that they have, and maybe they just think, "Oh, well, that's only in Africa where they mutilate women. Uh, that you know, that's an extreme version, but that's not the real Islam. The real Islam is what you know the nice people at the university here told me about." And then, and then, too, remember that once you're in the, in the world of the perverse, you go from one perversion to another. So, the uh, the what the Western world has done to women. Is 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 one great evil and and extremely unnatural as well as opposed to God's revelation. What Islam does in the way of enslaving and all the rest is is yet another error. But it, once you're all messed up and there's no prayer and there's no revelation, there's no truth. Human, remember, grace builds on nature. So once you destroy nature, how can you receive grace? That's that that that, that poses, I think, a real problem, and that probably would explain. Why for women, but for men too? I mean, you think of uh, how weird would it be for for the, the the someone from the Spanish world and culture? And yet, the the mosques are going up in uh, in uh, Spain. I suppose maybe some claim that they have Islamic blood. Eventually, they're from the Moors, and even Mexico too. You you see that uh, it's it, it's it truly is a growing religion, and its strength is um, its simplicity, and its strength is the um, construction of an entire culture, that which um, is, is, is missing for us Catholics, because we've, we, we, we've lost it, and so we have these little scattered groups, and we have, we have priests, and we have, we have people who might have little chapels, and we, sometimes it gets fairly large. But the Catholic culture that some of us grew up in, in Catholic neighborhoods, that's all gone. It's just swept away. And so they offer, uh, I think a false religion offers an anti-everything, an anti-culture, uh, uh, and, and an anti-cult uh, or worship, and an anti-dogma, and it has its attractive qualities. The devil is not an idiot, <laughs> and this is, this, this is the pull. Uh, why, why it, it's a pull for people to feel connected. Here they, they, it is not like, like, like living in the West to feel totally unconnected. Everything is unstable. Everything's constantly changing. And yet, at the same time, as you say, once you go into it, what, what is... Islam really do to women. You look at the, the low state of women. You look at the the facility of divorce. You see. You, you look at um, the practice of polygamy, uh, and, and it's and, and then other more degrading things beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the more the stricter Muslims, they're not even allowed outside their homes. So they're not allowed out without a male yes. relative or or yes, things right. like that. They're not allowed to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, um. 
Perhaps we can shift gears then and get, we're start, you're starting to talk about uh, ISIS, Lord, and maybe we could, uh, if, could you give us a, a bit of a brief history on where did this group come from? Like, how, what's their origin and how have they got to where they are now? Well, they call themselves the Islamic State of Iraq and Al-Sham, whatever. I don't know what Al-Sham means, but they, they, they started certainly in uh, the Middle East uh, amongst, uh, amongst those who uh, rejected as um, groups like Al-Qaeda or the Muslim Brotherhood, you've heard about them in, in, in Egypt, mm-hmm. say, who rejected them as insufficiently pure in their doctrine, in their application of the Quran to our lives and times. And um, I think of the caliphate as, a, as sort of um, vaguely, and this is very vague, believes to bear with me, but there's a little bit, you know, the idea that there are, there are some Catholic sedificantists who are conclavists. They want to just get together and elect a pope. And they, they believe, sincerely, I'm sure, that that's going to solve everybody's problems. Once we elect a pope, well, that's the same idea. That's the that's the genesis. That's the origin of ISIS. They would they get together and they they have to get a caliph and establish a caliphate. The caliphate is is the Mohammedan kingdom, which, as I mentioned a moment ago, by its nature has to constantly practice jihad and grow. It's ruled over by a caliph, and the caliph then proclaims himself and is proclaimed. And you are then obliged to practice what they call bayah, which means your act of submission to the caliph. And the caliph, as long as he he carries out all of his duties, and his duties seem to be, on the one hand, negative, killing a lot of people all the time, just a lot of killing, a lot of killings, killing Muhammad, or, uh, Muhammad and apostates in particular, but then eventually others too. And then building... Um, an interesting social structure. Obviously, the Mohammedans forbid any form of usury, which is that's interesting. Um, and they 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 practice. Uh, they they for example, they would believe in free medical care, things like that. Uh, they they would take care. In effect, they would take care of their own. But yet, at the same time, all everything else, slavery for those who are uh, who, those who are um, pagans and, and have been subjected to them. Um, polygamy and and all the rest. It's a it's, it's a curious and it's a curious plan, but it's a culture. It's a world. They would impose that. So they they in in reaction to some of these social causes that we spoke of earlier, and I think in particular to the um, American invasion of Iraq, and then the the vacuum that was created when the Americans abolished the Iraqi army. They say there were all of these soldiers looking for some place to go and something to do, and they 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 say that they are the basis of they were the basis of ISIS. I wouldn't be surprised if many of them eventually ended ended up being killed themselves for being insufficiently true believers. But anyways, they they say that's that that's the start of it, and then of course the the history of it is that the Americans in the West were. Um, um, siding with the rebels against the the Syrian uh, dictatorship, one of those old strong-arm dictatorships as they used to have in Iraq under Hussein. And the Syrian dictatorship um, is uh, uh, connected with a small Alawi, I believe that's the pronunciation, I may be wrong, sect of Mohammedans, who are uh, an interesting combination of a sort of external submission to Islam and secret or private practice of Christianity uh, with feast days and devotions and even a form of the Mass, but, but practiced strictly secretly. So the president of Syria and his family are, are from that particular sect, and that would have given sufficient uh, reason or motivation to oppose him, nothing to do with, uh, you know, being peaceful or democratic values or the rights of women. No, no, it was there was a theological reason behind it. So, the, but, but the social, as Father Chicada pointed out, you can't you can't rule that out or ignore that at, at all. So, in effect, we in the West we created this. We created this this monster, <clears throat> and now the monster has has um, has risen up, and is is, is causing great, great grief in the uh, in, in the Middle East. But their desire is to, is to create what they call a caliphate, that is to say a whole world and a whole, and a whole culture. 
um, with all of its uh, with, with all of its distinguishing characteristics. Mm. The um, uh, history, a little bit of history I've read on this, said that that uh, caliphate, uh, in this sense, in effect, has not uh, existed for a thousand years. Uh, there's the, a, a titular uh, uh, caliph in the during the time of the Ottoman uh, Empire, but he was not really the one who who ruled the sort of unitary state that was envisioned in, in medieval Islam. So the point to be remembered is that what ISIS is seeking to do is to restore this sort of this medieval Islamic unitary state with religious and absolute absolute political leader, and this is a big big thing for them that the. Uh, that for uh, his legitimacy, uh, the caliph has to maintain a territory, has to maintain a state. Uh, the reading I've done on this said that, that this is something that you didn't uh, necessarily find in, in the, the, the uh, Al-Qaeda people or in other types of, of um, uh, other variants uh, of Islam, but that uh, the ISIS people... Uh, have this idea that you absolutely have to have territory, and that this this territory uh, expands, and the 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 duty of the faithful uh, the, uh, Muslim is to go to the caliphate and to to uh, pick up um, uh, uh, pick up roots and to go there. Uh, and to live under the caliph, to have his his, his life governed by uh, governed by the, the the caliph in all its, its its respects. So that's the idea that you have to uh, pick yourself up, the faithful Muslim, and um, uh, uh, and go there. So in other words, Father, they're definitely they're voting in favor of relocation. I think I, we I talked about that. <laughs> we talked about that in a previous show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. They really are for relocation. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to mention any places in Kansas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Kansas Caliphate. But uh, this, this, this is the idea, and this is yes. very striking, and it, it makes them distinctive or distinct from... Uh, um, uh, you know, really, <laughs> from uh, <coughs> other Muslim sects, that that's mm-hmm. where you 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 have to be. You have to be under the power of the caliph, right? And uh, I mean, the the term uh, extremist is used a lot to describe ISIS, but to me, it sounds like I mean, I suppose they're extreme in one sense, in that they're going all in on their uh, Mohammedanism. They're not being cafeteria Mohammedans. But, oh, indeed not. No. But really, they're not extreme in the sense of that this is some distortion of uh, the Islamic religion. This is really, they're just taking it really seriously and uh, going back to the roots and uh, trying to bring back the kind of trying to bring back the the glory days of uh, of their religion. Yeah, and they... And then the, the, there is a there is a different uh, sect or movement within the, called the Salafi, and the the, the Salafi Mohammedans, uh, they're a bit like Republicans. You know how Republicans used to be terribly opposed to gay marriage, but now all of a sudden nobody's talking about it anymore because it's well, it's just done. That's just it's accepted, and that's what conservatives do in Western politics. You you change, but you change more slowly. The Salafi believe it's not the time yet. It's not prudent. They will admit that all of these things are in the Koran, and that one day, of course, that these things would have to come about, but for the time being, they're peaceful, and they believe in personal sanctification and following the rules of almost a little bit like Orthodox Jews in the way of a lot of emphasis upon the way one lives, personal family life, that's that, that, that sort of thing. But um, the, the, the reality is um, that all of this is part of their religion, and it's all just a question of time. The other now speaking about a question of time, there's something else that the caliphate wants. They not only want you to relocate, and it's, as you say, Father, it's not to Kansas, but they also want you. They also want the Western armies to relocate. They would love to have everybody send as many troops as possible to Iraq, to the Middle East. Why? Because according to the Quranic um, scriptures, 
and their own their prophecies there, there there will be the apocalypse and the apocalypse will take place there they're a bit like the caliph people isis are a little bit like the um uh dispensationalist uh, jews american jews who are such uh, who are such favorite friends of Bibi, of Netanyahu, and the the, the, the Zionist state of Israel today? They, they 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 both have the same idea that this will provoke uh, the apocalypse. And for one, it's the Mafti who's going to return and who's going to unify everybody, and um, the Mahdi, excuse me, the Mahdi, and then and then there'll be this final war, and then the glory of Mohammed and the end of the world. Or for the for the for the for the Protestants uh, who are the, the the Zionist Protestants, they believe that this will introduce the uh, the millennium, the the, the 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 thousand years of the reign of Christ here upon Earth. So, so you can't talk about Middle Eastern politics unless you talk about theology. But we are hamstrung because the people who tell us what we're supposed to think, they are. Not only bound by under the under the slavery of political correctness, but they're really ignorant people. They're not, as a rule, they're not educated. And if they if they were educated, they certainly would not be in a position to be newscasters or anything like that. So it's a, an interesting it's an interesting situation. But they want war. Now, what kind of war? Let's talk about that for just a moment. The the war that that they that they that they're looking forward to, which they would like to provoke. That's the reason why they do these videos. It's not for artistic value alone. Um, uh, it's to, and for revenge, it, no, there's something more to it. They want to provoke the West into committing armies in a major way to the Middle East so there'll be some huge battle. They look to uh, the, the uh, battle with what they call Rome. Now, when they talk about Rome, they don't mean Rome, Rome. Uh, they, they, they would mean at the very best the new Rome, which was what? Which was Constantinople. The problem is that that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, there's a few Greek schismatics there, but it, it's nothing. It's all it's finished because of the Mohammedan invasion when they conquered uh, uh, Constantinople in the 15th century. So um, the, the question is really up to grabs as to how, how do you interpret that verse, that section of the Koran, would it refer to Turkey today? Because Turkey occupies the new Rome, and Turkey is a, is a modern uh, is so-called Islamic uh, republic. Or would it apply just maybe generically to the West, to anyone who's an enemy of Mohammedanism? That's, that's, that's another popular idea. But when they talk about Rome, they mean Rome, the, the, the term symbolizes those who oppose the Quran opposed the prophet and opposed uh, Mohammedan religion. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't uh, didn't know that, but it does put into pers- that that makes a lot more uh, makes a lot of sense of now of what they're doing. Because I remember when we were discussing ISIS before in a previous episode, we we're we we're kind of at least I know I was wondering like, how how can they think that this will benefit them uh, doing this? It's not going to get anyone to leave. Iraq, but as you say, they they actually want to bring everyone in. They want an even bigger war they than to, they've already had there. They want to provoke the apocalypse. And don't anybody say that's a, that's a, that's a crazy notion. Well, I mean, it's crazy, but I mean, it's not an impossible notion to entertain because look at how many very respectable people who are your neighbors who go to a Bible believing church who um, you know, drool over Netanyahu and Israeli politics, and they are, they, they are attempting to provoke their version of the apocalypse as well. It's um, sort of like maybe the theological uh, version of uh, the climate change people. It says, it says a man can now enter into the role of God. Here on the one hand, isn't it interesting? On the one hand, they have this idea of um, the Calvinist notion and the Mohammedan notion of this distant, austere, impersonal God. And yet, on the other hand, the devil always tempts them to that concept, to that belief that um, you shall, with this knowledge, you shall be as gods. He whispers that into our ear. And the, the American Bible fundamentalists, they believe that as do these Mohammedans. But it's all from the devil. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense that uh, Iraq would be where they'd spring up since that's where the caliph was back in the Middle Ages. 
Right. Yes. That this is this is certainly a part of the of the the ancient or historical. We look at Damascus. Damascus, the capital of Syria. So it's they're in Syria now, and uh, so this this would be part of the historical um, fulfillment, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, Father mentioned One of the things earlier that, that <clears throat> happened within actually within the past uh, few days that was uh, in the news is uh, that uh, it appears that the. Uh, that Iran is uh, giving uh, considerable support now to fighting against ISIS because, of course, oh, yeah. they're, uh, they're, they're the Shiites, correct? And uh, they have, uh, they're uh, regarded as uh, apostates by ISIS. So uh, now they are, uh, in effect, uh, not in effect, but in reality, trying to... Uh, 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 trying to defeat them, and they they end up as uh, here, and this is in effect as uh, uh, allies of American foreign policy. Hmm. They they because they know they're next for crucifixion and getting their heads amputated. Uh, that's the, the, there's no question about that. They they uh, the Mohammedans hate us. The real Mohammedans hate us, but they hate each other even more, and they love hating each other even more. That really is the attraction. Um, and time for a cultural moment, Nicholas, if you want to make a connection somehow to just the culture of belief and how it affects uh, some of these human ideas, faults, failings, uh, errors, how, how you can see a little bit of the, the influence on, uh, on the thought of Catholics. Well, an, a historical example of that would be the iconoclast movement, the heresy, which uh, which um, uh, persecuted the church in the East for centuries and gave us so so many martyrs and so many glorious saints, such as Saint John Damascene, whose feast is coming up soon. Um, the um, there 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 the, you there's no strict wall barrier between east and west the the ideas really flow back and forth so what's the um talking about loving to hate and i think that's a fair description of many mohammedans today what's the final what do you think is the final and the ultimate attraction of phineism uh i see in it two of, of the same uh uh qualities as it were that you you see in the mohammedan Revival. First and foremost, there's a there's a, a, an almost visceral delight in condemning others in this life for the Mohammedans, and also for the next because Mohammedans do believe in in in, in hell. I think that's the attraction of Phineism. It's the idea that all these people are, go- are going to hell, and they 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 really enjoy that idea. Uh, it, would, it would take a long time, I suppose, to unpack that notion and, and to think about it. But let, let me just say, go, throw this out. And I think the other, the other attraction is the idea that you can open the book, you can take the unvarnished text, and you can interpret it in as harsh a way as possible without any reference to anybody else. And you're, you're in like Flynn, you're in the religion. That's, um, in a sense, what goes on in the, the uh, ISIS, the ISIS movement, many of these Mohammedan revival schools of thought. And that certainly is what you see in some forms of traditional Catholicism. It's that same idea. And those are two very attractive human uh, flaws or failures, two very attractive temptations, I would say, that the devil uh, throws out to traditional Catholics today. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, a good, uh, very good point. Lord, and I think that's a good place uh, to leave off unless either you or Father had any other final thoughts that you wish to share before we end. I would just uh, like to uh, conclude to re- recommend an article on this that I read that really got me thinking about the issue. And of all things, the Atlantic Monthly. Uh, uh, there's an article in the March Atlantic about um, uh, called What ISIS Really Wants by a man named Graham Wood, and he was the one who uh, brought to light a, a number of these uh, points about ISIS's program, and it contains a very interesting interview with a um, an academic in the United States of Lebanese descent who's who's really studied these different uh, issues and has um, uncovered 
the uh, fact that uh, uh, it is the the uh, medieval religious theology of uh, classic Mohammedanism, of classic Islam, that is driving the whole uh, ISIS crisis. So I would uh, recommend that if if you want to find out a little more. And then uh, I would say um, uh, a little little bit to 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 complete. We Father spoke a little bit about Al Qaeda and the. The, the the distinction to be made between that older terrorist or more traditional terrorist movement, which is more Western in its ways and in its uh, philosophy, and the, uh, the the this newer Mohammedan revival of the Caliphate. Um, one of one of their differences is an interesting one, which also may have a lesson for us. That is to say that for the um, Caliphate people, for ISIS, any sin is a sin of apostasy. So if you wear Western clothes or you sell drugs or you, or you have a martini with your dinner, and especially if you're going to have uh, pork chops for dinner, that's, that's a sin of apostasy, and therefore you need to be crucified, basically, and marched out and, and, and nailed to a cross. Um, whereas for al-Qaeda, those are, those are faults, those are sins, and sure, they wish that the Mohammedans wouldn't do those things, but they're Mohammedans after all, and, and we're all fighting together against the West. And come on, let's stay. It's a more of a Western idea, whereas the other the other form of the uh, ISIS is a utterly uncompromising movement. Uh, how how will it end? I think we have to end on a positive note here. How is this going to end? The author of the article, Father, alludes to from the Atlantic. Um, says that in effect it will it will run out of energy from the inside unless they can deliver the goods unless they can continue to, to conquer more and more territory and expand themselves it will uh, lose credibility and then maybe the uh, the caliph will become invalid something like that and someone has to issue the canonical warnings to him and then he can be deposed it's your interest there there are there are these little links or similarities interesting um, that's it's, that's that's probably the hope. I always say that I think that uh, it's liable uh, in, in the big picture for, for the Mohammedan religion in and of itself to uh, simply be drowned in this flood of Im- Western immorality against which they, they are reacting now. But how will their children or their children's children react against these things? Uh, that's the... That's maybe from a natural point of view, but of course the, the, the devil is going to be active in all that too. From a supernatural point of view, uh, I would like to conclude with some reference to Fatima. Fatima, of course, is the name of the beloved daughter, sole surviving child of Mohammed. I think it was not for nothing that Our Lady appeared at a town called Fatima. When you mention it, that always gets Mohammedans' attention. Uh, Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, Our Lady who asked for this consecration, who asked for penance, who asked for prayer, personal sanctity, and the recitation of the rosary, and uh, uh, the, 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 the first Saturdays, we're actually re- recording the show on a first Saturday. Um, that's the kind of apocalypse that, that we Catholics, I think, are looking towards one day. Not that we can provoke it, it's all in God's good time, but if there's going to be a positive solution to the Mohammedan problem, it's going to come in God's order, and I think there's going to be a connection with Fatima, not the daughter of the prophet, but the mother of God. Well, uh, thank you, Lord, and thank you both, uh, Lord and Father, for another uh, uh, stimulating discussion, another uh, very interesting show. Um, And I just want to remind our listeners, before I let the two of you go, to... um, Please uh, have a look at sggresources.org. It's, uh, that website has, uh, as the title would imply, uh, various uh, resources, articles, uh, uh, live webcasts, and uh, you can actually watch older masses as well if there doesn't happen to be one being offered at the moment that you log into the website. Uh, free streaming, so if you have uh, limited access to the sacraments, you can uh, assist in a fashion with Mass that way, and uh, the uh, articles, as I said, and uh, also we uh, do ask our listeners to consider uh, the donating to support the apostolates of our guests, and uh, certainly the apostolate of St. Gertrude the Great Church in Westchester, Ohio, is a very worthy uh, 
apostolate to be supported. So I'd, I'd ask our listeners to uh, to keep that in mind. And uh, with that, my Lord and Father, uh, thank, thanks again, and I'll uh, let you get on to your days, and uh, we'll talk again in a month's time. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thanks, and God bless. Now, uh, if if you have any questions or uh, show suggestions, things you'd like to see covered, uh, please do not hesitate to uh, email us. You can reach us at clerical at truerestoration.org. Again, that's the word clerical at truerestoration.org. And uh, we'll be happy to respond and uh, take into consideration whatever you send to us. All of us here at the Restoration Radio Network would ask that if you found this show to be informative, helpful, or in any way beneficial to you in your faith, that you please consider sending a note of thanks to the clergy who helped make our network worthwhile. Remember that above and beyond uh, any uh, material contributions, the most important donation that you can make to our network here is prayer. So please, uh, the next time you uh, are praying, consider offering a, uh, a Mass, a Rosary, or even a simple Ave or Pater for our work. So uh, for the restoration, I'm Nicholas Wansbutter, and may God bless you. This program was brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovusOrdoWatch.org. That's NovusOrdoWatch.org.